0: 5, i I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Walmart drops their $35 minimum order on its express delivery service. This reminds me back in the day when Cabela's had no minimum. We, we uh, analyzed their orders and found out there was a lot of people ordering one $5 fishing lure. And at the time, Cabela's had... <laughs> Dick took me out to the prairie and he showed me his nine 1 million square foot each warehouses and he was telling me that he could he could pick the orders for less than a dollar you know and the guys were running around in golf carts and i said there's no way you can pick this for less than a, a dollar so i suggested that they could have a minimum order uh, they didn't have to have a minimum order but they should just have a little service charge that started uh, anything under 25 dollars got the same service charge and probably i made a more money with that little idea than with all of the modeling because you know i'm just tempted now i i i don't know how far the nearest walmart is seven miles five miles anyway it's not far but it's not it's not close either so I'm wondering if I could get like a, a stick of gum or something. You know, what could I get for a dollar that they'd deliver? <laughs> and that's the kind of puzzles that people think about, you know, when you just have no resistance whatsoever. You know, I ran an imprinted merchandise company. And when, when I helped start it, I said, well, you need an unlimited guarantee. You know, just no matter what, any complaints would we'll give you your money back. That's the way we did it in direct mail, right? And, the uh, the, finally the customer service people came to me and they said, you know, you got to change our guarantee. And I said, why? And they said, well, like we got a guy the other day who misspelled the, his own company name wrong, you know, and when the 500 of them got delivered, he said, well, it's not, it's, it, you have a, you have an unlimited guarantee. You know, another person, his secretary accidentally ordered like 5,000, um, um, You know, those little round candies. I can't think of what they're called. But anyway, lifesavers. But they were the the cherry and lemon and lime kind. Anyway, she ordered like 5,000 of them. She only meant to order a few, but she used the company credit card, and he wanted to return them all. And they said, you know, people are just taking advantage of us, and ultimately they're they're hurting our good customers that don't want to take advantage, right? And I've suggested that maybe, like even Land's End, uh with an unlimited guarantee i had a friend who admitted to me when i told him that i liked land's end and I worked with land's end land's end turtleneck today my newest one i really really like it um he said oh yeah i i buy the shirts and then i wear them out and when they start to get frayed on the collar and cuffs i send them back and get new ones and it's like you're a crook but anyway so there are reasons for limits limits protect good people. That's all I can say. But you can have too many limits. Here's a good good example. Google's hit with a class action complaint over worthless gift cards. Okay, so somebody bought a 10 and a $50 gift card and they tried to redeem them. And Google said, well, what did you get them for? Who'd you get them from? Where'd you buy them? Do you have a receipt? Are you going to do something worthwhile with that? Don't spend it all in one place. It sounds like my mother, you know, when you get birthday money in the envelope, right? And uh, bless her heart. Anyway, so the person was denied the ability to redeem him. He bought him himself from, from you know, Google probably at a grocery store or something. And uh, they, so I think he's got a pretty good case. What do I know? And they, <laughs> he said these. Additional hurdles make these things things worthless. And, you know, no matter what he did, after they decided that he was a crook, then there was nothing he could do. There was no appeal. Nothing. They're they're just gone. Which is why you want to be careful what you invest your cash in. This could happen with with your cryptocurrency, too. Now, we're to the meat of the story. How do you solve a problem like misinformation during a pandemic? That's a great question, don't you think? For example, I was listening to Scott Adams this morning and he was pointing out that if a one shot of the vaccine gives you 80% immunity or whatever the vaccine does, I'm not exactly sure because they say you're supposed to keep wearing your mask and keep social distancing and not go out and not see anybody. So what's the point here? I don't really get it. <laughs> but And it's only a 0 one or something, oh oh one percent chance that you'll be hospitalized anyway. So that to multiply that by to improve that by ninety percent, it doesn't even move at one full decimal point. That's just math. I, I'm not telling you whether you should or you shouldn't. I don't know anything about medicine as I pointed out a few times. I'm just saying that the math is interesting. Now um um one of the posters a math guy, not the kind not the not the side I gen- generally root for, and he got 2016 completely wrong, but he said, you know, if the vaccine with one shot gets you 80% uh, benefit, then we should be giving one shot to everybody we can, rather than two shots to, uh, uh, to half as many people. It's just math, Okay. The second shot only improves it from 80 to 95 or something like that. So the second shot has very little effect. Much better to give everybody one than some people two and and a lot of people none. That's what he said. It's just math. It doesn't have anything to do with with medical. (laughs) And yet that's being called misinformation, right? The rapid tests. Rapid test, we could give everybody a test for 15 bucks a piece. You could buy as many as you want, stick it up your own nose and you could find out in 10 minutes in your home, whether you had it or not. That would be really effective. It only is about 80% correct, but the other one isn't hundred percent correct. And, and it would catch the super spreaders, but the FDA decided that you should have, you needed to have a prescription, which means you need to talk to a doctor, which means that you can't really do it yourself. So those are both misinformation, those alternate opinions. So I find it interesting that we think that misinformation is the big problem. I think it's not. I think the big problem is that we're trying to ban information. So I went back and looked up four, I looked up classic defenses for free speech, and I learned a lot. One was John Milton, 1644. That's a long time ago. Right? That's like more than hundred years. It's a little joke there And he said those intent on censorship do have a legitimate fear for books are not absolutely dead things but do contain put a potency of life in them. In other words they take on a life of their own. They, a bad idea can get legs right And yet as a good man as as good almost kill a man as good almost kill a man as kill a good book, who kills a man kills a reasonable creature, God's image, but he who destroys a good book kills reason itself. That I thought was pretty good. And then John Stuart Mill, uh, who was two centuries later, 1859, so that's still 150 plus years ago, long time ago, uh, said, if all of mankind minus one were of one opinion and only one person were of contrary opinion, mankind would be no more justified in silencing that one person... Then he, if he had the power, would be justified in silencing all of mankind. Got it? Because why? Here's a four-point argument that I want you to hear for free speech. And I don't know if I'm getting any pluses or not. Uh, I see somebody on YouTube, somebody on Periscope. um, And I did never get over to LinkedIn to test that. Let's go see if LinkedIn has anything. Zoop. Don't see it. But that doesn't mean I'm not there. Anyway... You know, I love to hear from you, but this is really good. If any opinion is compelled to silence, so you silence an opinion, that opinion may, for aught we know, be true, could be true. Like Scott Adams' point, and the pollster and a bunch of math people basically will get a warning or get kicked off Twitter for for saying that, for suggesting that somehow the medical. Hierarchy isn't 100% right. We know they're not 100% right. They flip flop. Okay, so to deny this is is to assume our own infallibility, right? So who made you God? How do you know Twitter or Fauci or anybody that you know the right answer? Is one mask good? Is two masks better? Is ten masks the best? <laughs> or just put a pillow over your head? Second. <laughs> as long as it's my pillow anyways sil- secondly though the silenced opinion be an error it may very well and commonly does contain a portion of truth right like the math thing nobody's saying don't get the vaccine they're saying it might make sense to spread it out differently right if if people in nursing homes are well isolated then they don't pose a big threat to society <laughs> They might be vulnerable but they're not the threat. The super spreaders are the threat. Those are the people you want to find. Right? So you want an easy, cheap test at home and you want lots of spread on the vaccine, doing it completely the opposite. Okay, so the prevailing opinion on any subject is rarely or ever the whole truth. Does that seem does that seem right to you? Seems right to me. It's almost never the whole truth. You know, and I'm going all in against digital. There's some truth in digital. I'm okay with them fighting with me. It's okay. I can take it, right? But and so and so then here's another one, third one. This is even more interesting. Even if the received opinion be not only true but the whole truth. Okay? So, let's say the CDC and the World Health Organization who don't agree, but let's say they are the whole truth. <laughs> okay? Let's say. Unless it's vigorously and earnestly contested. This is like the scientific method. Let's try running. Let's try repeating the experiment. Let's try verifying the idea. We accept it might be true, but it might not be true, or there might be some nuance to it that we missed. Okay? So we need to fight about it. That's the only way we make any progress, is fighting about it. Otherwise, it'll just be propaganda, and it undermines trust. If you can't stand up to criticism, then why should I trust you? If all you can do is call names, then you have no argument. Because multiple opinions elevate us all to rationality. It's the only choice. And he's got a fourth point, but I'm going to skip it. But here's here's some here's some there's some really good stuff in this article. You really have to get it. But here's the best part. And this is recently it's from a 2014 book that points out that in post-war one Germany, hate speech laws helped rather than hindered the Nazi rise to power. You bet they did. Because they can be used against alternate opinions. And that's what you need to know. You need to know that this cancel culture, this silence culture, and this may be my last podcast, who knows, but this very, very this very simple, easy way to knock people out of the public discourse only takes you one place and here's the, the, the conclusion with an increasingly diverse society okay we basically have only two choices there are only two choices either we agree that increased increasing diversity of people means we need to restrict diversity of speech, in order to keep the peace, okay? either we have to shut down dialogue, which seems to be where we're going. Seems to be that people are getting more and more comfortable saying that alternative opinions are not allowed. They're offensive. And they're damaging to society. And that there's some truth in that. I'm not denying it. But... And this is his recommendation. We have to. The alternative choice is that we realize, as a society grows more diverse, you have to get used to hearing more and more things, including things you might not want to hear. Go male. Mail is the most cutting-edge medium available today. You might not want to hear that. You might think you can do it all with SEO and Google AdWords. Nope. Your your website sits there and nobody sees it. Or they go and they don't click. So in other words, we have to grow up. Let's see if we do. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. How many other places have quoted somebody, John Milton, from 1644 today. You won't hear that anywhere else, I'm pretty sure, nowhere. Have a great day. Bye-bye.